0: Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, Roman Gabriel III. Up-close conversations with high-impact personalities from the world of sports and entertainment. Follow Roman on Twitter and Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3 This is a best-of edition of Sold Out Sports Talk. Today's show will feature interviews with St. Jude CEO Rick Shadyak and sports TV icon Fred Hickman. Visit SoldOutTV.com for all things faith, family, and sports, 365 days a year. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page.
1: Now, here's Roman Gabriel III. I'm with a special guy right here, Rick Shadiak, and, uh, you know, St. Jude's Hospital CEO, President. And, uh, Rick, I've gotten to know you guys, obviously, through the FedEx Golf Tournament, which you guys do such a great job. And, of course, the hospital is an amazing place, for uh, parents and for their children with cancer. And had a good friend of yours, Ken Agard, where I learned a lot more about what you're doing this last spring. Uh, and, of course, your NFL uh, here at the Super Bowl for a reason, for an award show that we're going to visit tomorrow night where the award winner last year was James Brown, a good friend, and award winner this year, Tony Dungy, another one. So obviously an award that is uh, given to a man that doesn't just do it great professionally but does it in his personal life.
2: That's exactly right. And, and it's good to see you, Roman. So thank you for having us You're on welcome. your show. And, and and I think it's very fitting because I think Pat Summerall would be really proud to honor Tony Dungy. As you said, it, the award stands for excellence in broadcasting, but it also stands for excellence as a human being. And, and Coach Dungy has given back so much to his community and also to other charitable charitable causes. So I know that Pat would be very, very proud to honor him.
1: You guys raise a ton of money well, we and have. For, and have <laughs> we have to. But the hospital itself what you do for kids and their families being able to first of all cancer is a devastating thing but to give the parents that ability that can not afford to pay it's so expensive to take care of their needs as well as the children's needs has been the calling card for st jude's so tell me about your participation why this is such an important organization for you. Well, well, you know, Roman, St. Jude
2: Children's Research Hospital leads the way the world understands, treats, and defeats childhood cancer. And and our patient base comes from all across the United States and the world. But the cool thing about St. Jude is that no family will ever receive a bill from St. Jude, not for the cost of treatment, travel, housing, or food, because all we want our moms and dads to worry about is helping their child survive cancer. So we rely upon public support to be able to keep stay true to that mission so this year the hospital budget is 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 about a billion dollars with a b okay so we've got to raise that kind of money and that this event tomorrow night will allow us to raise close to a half a million dollars and create tremendous awareness so exponentially it'll be more than that so that's the significance of this event while we honor a great guy
1: in the golf tournament, what what was the genesis of getting involved with with that?
2: Well, you know, Danny Thomas a long time ago said we need to associate with professional sports. It was a way to for free in all candor uh, be able to spread our mission, put it on national television. So we associated with the FedEx St. Jude Classic, back in the day it was called the Danny Thomas Open if you remember. Yes, I do remember okay? that. Uh, they, they used to name Found it after the Bob the,
1: Hope days, exactly. you know.
2: Exactly. They named it after the celebrities and it was a great way for us to get on national television, talk about our mission, uh, and to celebrate what we were doing, but also to let people know that if, God forbid, their child was diagnosed with cancer, that there was this resource known as St. Jude Children Research Hospital that would be there for
1: him. Rick Shadiak with us, CEO and President of St. Jude's Research Hospital. And a big awards show tomorrow night, going to be busy raising some money, but more importantly, starting a tradition of awarding this wonderful media award as to not just the best media person, but the person who makes the impact on his community. And you've had some great award winners. And um, Tony Dungy, you know, obviously we know a lot about Tony and what he's done, but How did Tony win the award, what you were thinking about in doing that for him this year?
2: Well, we we wanted to pick somebody that really epitomized what Pat Summerall stood for. So clearly that was the excellence of broadcasting and then secondarily, but I think really primarily is 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 how wonderful of a human being he is and the difference that he's made in young men and women's lives across the United States. So uh, it really was an easy choice in all honesty and someone that we've been pursuing for some time. It's going to be cool too because Peyton Manning's going to be there to give the award to his oh, coach. Oh wow. And Peyton,
1: Peyton's a busy man, so but I know he loves Coach Denji and would do anything for him, so that's yeah. a great get. It is, and And he also loves St. Jude, too. Yes, um, he does. There's no doubt about that either. Of course, Tennessee guy and uh, volunteer, and you guys do so much in that state. Tell, Tell me about the future for the research hospital and where you guys are going.
2: So, you know, we got a lot of work to do. Cancer remains a leading cause of death by disease in U.S. kids today. So we still have a lot of work to do. And, and, you know, we're looking at increasing survival rates or increasing the number of patients that we see at St. Jude. We're entering into some, you know, research consortia with other institutions to try to, you know, speed the cure. Uh, But really what I also think we ought to talk about for one second is that that around the globe, survival rates for childhood cancer are abysmal. So while while we celebrate survival rates of 80% overall, around the globe, in in the developing world, it's only around 20%. Wow. So we've got to do better. And that's why St. Jude has established partner sites in 17 different countries. And we really want to move the needle in those countries. And and, and we think that we can, as we educate the next generation of of doctors in their countries, and teach them how to take care of kids in their own countries.
1: So you're taking that success. Uh, model here in the united states and putting the energy into these areas that don't have the facilities or don't have the availability to be able to give them the care that a child in america would get that's awesome so what are some of the countries
2: well, we're, we're throughout Central America, so this past year I visited our partner sites in Guatemala, okay. Costa Rica, we have partner sites in Honduras and El Salvador, and then if you go into Chile, we're, we're, we're in uh, Brazil, mm-hmm. and, and, and I'm sorry, if you go into South America, we're in Brazil right. and Chile, and then we have a, a, a large hospital in Beirut, Lebanon, wow. uh, and we have a, a hospital, we have affiliation with the King Hussein Cancer Center in Jordan. So, me and we're in China. So we're all across the globe.
1: I've spent the last five years going to El Salvador into schools and underprivileged areas there. And you're right; those those uh, communists and underprivileged areas that are underdeveloped have such dire situations. Uh, it's either rich and poor. There's no in between. Uh, and it's definitely that area is a place you need to be. And they have so many natural disasters have had over the years. So uh, what's this going to take in terms of fundraising to be able to do 17 countries and be able to do well, that? You know,
2: it's, it, it's literally a 1000000000 dollar annual problem to try to tackle childhood cancer around the globe. So it's a daunting task, but we try to do it incrementally here and and, and and try to make a difference in some of these countries. Look, I can tell you where we've gone in and, and we've been able to just talk with folks about some basic things that we take for granted, we've actually been able to increase survival rates. Simple education mm-hmm. can, can impress upon people the importance of follow-up care. For instance, you know, abandonment of treatment is a big problem in the developing world. So people will start treatment and then maybe for lack of education or lack of resources that because they have commitments with other family members, they might not come back and get the kind of care that you need there also is a problem with with distance so you know we take it for granted we've got children's hospitals and wonderful hospitals down the street from where all we live right in the united states it's not like that in the developing world so we've got to figure out transportation and we have we've got to figure out ways of educating people about the importance of follow-up care so that's what this is about
1: rick shadyak ceo president of st Jude's children's research hospital in For those out there, our audience is a faith-based audience, 150 cities across the country, internet, uh, people, very mature audience. For those in our audience that would like to give, that would like to get involved in the, even in a small way with with your your fight for this, how do they do that?
2: Well, they could go to our website, Roman, and that that's St stjude, S T J U D E dot org, and they can learn about our mission. They can make a donation there. They can see where we have our various events around the country. So lots of ways to engage with us.
1: Well, Rick, it's going to be a big night tomorrow night it as uh, Tony Dungy receives the award and. Uh, uh, James Brown's a very good friend of mine uh, who won the award last year. Two more class acts in, in the business and as people as well. Yeah. Our show about faith, family, and sports and about highlighting the stories of, of those people who get it yeah. and who really want to make a difference in people's lives. And that's what you guys are doing, and that's why we were glad to have you guys on our show because I really believe in what you're doing. I really believe you guys are having a huge impact. And uh, children, the next generation, uh, need our help.
2: Roman, thank you for having us on, and and God bless you for the amazing work that you do. uh, And thank you for giving us an opportunity to talk about the life-saving work at St. Jude.
1: Thanks, Rick. We'll see you tomorrow night. Sounds great. When we come back, more on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio.
0: You're listening to a best-of edition of Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. In this segment, Roman talks with sports television veteran Fred Hickman. Visit soldouttv.com for all things faith, family, and sports. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Now, once again, here's
1: Roman Gabriel III. Former CNN, ESPN, Sports South, Atlanta Braves. Man of faith, good buddy, Fred Hickman. Fred, how are you?
3: The original RG three. I am doing fine.
1: <laughs> You're okay. You got to fill everybody in on this. That you just we just got the news on this. I mean, I just found out myself because I was texting your old number and I said my friend Fred didn't get back to me, but he's got a new number. So t- so tell us about the move to Fox in New Orleans. What a great opportunity! What a great sports town.
3: Yeah, it's a wonderful opportunity. Uh, I was hired to be sports director there almost just about exactly a year ago. And uh, jumped on the opportunity because I love the city. Uh, I love the uh, the fact that it's rebuilding and, and rising up uh, still from Katrina. Um, it, it is a crazy, crazy sports town as far as the skates in LSU are concerned. But uh, I've come in. I've got a good group of folks that I'm working with, and uh, – we're having a great time, you know, and uh, trying not to get better.
1: <laughs> Fred, talk about choosing the right timing, though. I mean, you got the Super Bowl in New Orleans this year. Of course, yeah. you always got the Sugar Bowl, which is huge, where you're going to always have a top five group of teams that are rolling in for that. And on alternate years, you know, you know even with this new format, they're in on the new championship series. Um, you look at a situation in New Orleans where you have a very talented football team and a world wind almost like a hurricane of problems that have gone on in the last year. Many people look at the talent of the Saints and say that they have a chance to to be there again, but they look at the turmoil from this bounty case without their head coach, Sean Payton. A uh, lot of lot of problems and negotiations with Drew Brees just coming on board. Yeah. Um, you know, court case with uh, several of the players that are still there or are, are, are no longer there that, that are dealing with Roger Goodell and his iron hand. Uh, that the Players Association gave him with the CBA last year. Tell me about coming in and what's the atmosphere in New Orleans as you get ready here at Canton for the Hall of Fame game.
3: Well, you know, it, it's been, um, for lack of a better word, we have had no odds because all this stuff started right after the San Francisco playoff game. It was actually already in play, it was a three-year investigation, but it really started to, to come out and percolate. Uh, and we knew that the uh, commissioner... Uh, was going to do something severe. And the fact of the matter is, as far as he's concerned, um, the team likes him. And that is one thing you do not do to Commissioner Roger control. You've know, you got to play it straight with this guy. Uh, he came down with an iron fist, and there are a lot of things to consider with that. Number one, uh, and you mentioned it, the Players Association gave him that power, so you can't get mad because he do it. Um, number two, the players all insist. Everybody insists that there was no uh, bounty program, as far as paying other players to injure other players. It was a situation where they were, you know, having performance payments. And I think we all know. We've both been around long enough to know that's happened in every locker room. Uh, you know, there were language issues um, as far as you know what kind of vernacular. Uh, for example, Greg, uh, Greg Williams, former defensive coordinator, has been suspended uh indefinitely. was you know heard saying, you know you've got to go kill the head, you know you got to take the head. well, you know anybody who's been in a pro locker room has heard that stuff. they don't mean it figuratively, <laughs> you know, like uh you know, chop the guy's head off it, it it's it's football talk, and I'm not discounting you know what happened here, but what I am saying is that you know I think it was a very, very severe punishment that you could probably hand out to any football team after
1: but Fred. For those that have not been to Canton and seen the Hall of Fame and been in that atmosphere, fill us in on what it's like.
3: Well, to, to, put, it, to put it in moving terms, if you're a football fan, you got to put this on your bucket list. There's no question about it. It is just, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a building that's almost alive, if that makes any sense. I mean, you have all the busts of all these great players, and it's the cradle of football, where the game was invented back in 1920, or at least the National Football League, as we know it got its beginnings here, uh, with Jim Thorpe and a guy who owned a car auto dealership. And so there's stuff all the way from the 20s up to the present day. They just added a new wing. Uh, any kind of memorabilia you can think of, game balls. Uh, you know, one of the things that impressed me most uh, of several, I saw Joe Namath knee brace yesterday. I hadn't seen that before when I was here. And we all remember Joe Willie, we were old enough, uh, in uh, 1969, and he was lumping around out there. That knee brace looked, it, it's just archaic. It was like two pieces of wood, <laughs> you know, and a canvas strap. I mean, it's nothing at all comparable to, to what we were used to seeing. But when you see the old equipment that those guys used, uh, the old uniforms and jerseys, and there's a Jim Thorpe sweater in there that apparently. Somebody had found it, didn't know what it was, and used it for a dog blanket. So it's all chewed up and has bolts in it and the whole thing. It is really amazing. We've seen a lot of people up here, uh, just the sightseers and the young kids are walking, looking at Super Bowl rings. Uh, they have the whole collection up here, uh, and then of course there's the game, which, in its purest sense, is one of my favorite games because it's played at a high school state. So it's just pure football, and the guys really, really enjoy it. Of course, Willie Rose. Uh, the, uh, 11 time Pro Bowl tackle for the Saints is being inducted. So that's another reason we're here. Had a talk with him yesterday and, uh, and with his father, who is one of the most faithful people, uh, God filled people you're ever going to meet. Just a tremendous guy, jolly, jovial spirit. And he, uh, the family's from Pine Bluff, Arkansas. And, uh, you know how far that is from Houston? That's a good little drive. Or from, uh, New Orleans, rather. And he drove. Every one of Willie's home games, both there and in Kansas City, when he went over there, except for one, and that was to go to his uh, his uh, brother's game. And then he would drive all the way back and go back to work Monday. So uh, it was that kind of dedication and that kind of spirit that I think helped to uh, drive Willie. Fascinating guy.
1: Along with Willie Roe from the New Orleans Saints, who had 11 consecutive Pro Bowls from 93 to 2001, that's pretty amazing in 13 seasons. Uh, great tackle of the saints Uh, joining him is Curtis Martin, great running back. uh, One of the most consistent running backs during his era. Uh, Former jet, New England Patriot, Cortez Kennedy, of course, great defensive tackle, 11 seasons with the Seattle Seahawks. He was dominant. Dermani Dawson. This is a lineman year center Steelers. Of course, he succeeded Mike Webster, the hall of famer for uh, Pittsburgh for, for all those years. And Dawson was, was, Ferocious and a guy nobody wanted to go up against. Uh, senior member Jack Butler, Steelers, 1951 to 59. He was a cornerback, and they'll join Chris Dolman, of course, the great defensive end of the Minnesota Vikings. So uh, kind of kind of a rare year, Fred. That uh, you know this is like uh, for all those old offensive linemen out there, this has to be a pretty uh, satisfying year.
3: Oh yeah, and they're all very proud of that. Uh, you know, I talked to most of them already yesterday at their hotel, which to me. You know, I'm 56, and it was one of the thrilling things for me is to come here and see old friends that I know, and guys that are in the in the hall. You know, Len Barney, and, uh, you name it. But all these guys are staying in the same hotel, and it's just like a big old family reunion. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know what? That that is kind of you. You hit the nail on the head, Fred. That is what this is kind of like. It's kind of like going out, uh, having all these incredible members of this exclusive club, uh, the club that any football player ever dreams of being in the Hall of Fame, and, and they're so passionate about coming back for this event and honoring the new inductees. And then, as you said, a high school and football hotbed in, in Canton Ohio where where it all began in a high school stadium where they're going to play this game and, of course, the Hall of Fame Museum. I mean, you're right. This is like a Disney World of football.
3: Oh, it, it absolutely is. And you know, Some of the things that they've done, and I think it's the Hall of Fame committee and, and the people of Canton. Uh, embrace this. This is, the, this is their Super Bowl, and to me, one of the uh, mental pictures that I have was coming here. And I'm standing outside of uh, McKinley Senior High, which is you know one of the legendary schools, along with Massillon High. Most people around the country have heard those two high school names, big rivalry. But they're out here doing their uh, getting in their practice work, and here are Hall of Famers right across the street. It, it's just it, it's it's a generational thing. And then they did a thing yesterday where they started at the site of the old car dealership where the deal was struck in 1920. Wow. And they had all these youngsters passing a football to one another all the way here uh, to the hall several miles away. Um, and all those kids were in there walking around kind of wide-eyed. And uh, it, it, It's just a very, very special place. And I would urge the listeners, if you ever get a chance to come and you want to see something uh, wholesome and, and get a good perspective. I mean, You talk about Jackie Butler. You look at guys who are even mm-hmm. older than he. And you note that, uh, you know, these guys have offseason jobs. <laughs> you know, you got Drew Brees making $100 million in his new deal, but these guys literally, when they got finished playing football, they had to go to work. And, uh, and that's why they had training camp, because they had to come get in shape. You know, they had offices and jobs being bankers or whatever they had to. Uh, and to so you get that perspective as well. Uh, it's just a very educational experience.
1: Fred Hickman, Fox Sports. He's in Canton, Ohio, enjoying the flavor of the Hall of Fame weekend, also covering his New Orleans Saints as uh, they get ready. These two teams, uh, man, I'll tell you what, Cardinals and Saints kicking off the NFL season. And, of course, it's great to have pro football back, college football, high school football. This is the time of year, uh, if you're a football fan, it doesn't get any better than that, and Let's uh, segue, Fred, from the Pro Football Hall of Fame to what surely is going to be considered, uh, I guess, the Jim Brown of Olympics and the Jim Brown of swimming. Uh, Michael Phelps, who has, again, captured the imagination of our country and around the world with his performance at the Olympics this week. Uh, And, of course, the whole U.S. Olympic team, what a great performance by the women and men. And I want, courtesy of uh, you and I's friend Dan Patrick of the Dan Patrick Show, wanted you to hear Ryan Lochte's thoughts about whether he thinks Phelps will come back, and secondly, uh, would he want him back?
2: That's uh, Honestly, that's a question you might have to ask him. Uh, he said he's going to retire, and you know what? He might retire for a year or two or forever, uh, but he could also come back at any time. But We'll definitely see. I mean, we've seen plenty of swimmers that retired, and then they just missed it so much that they wanted to come back. Oh, of course. I mean, uh, he's the toughest competitor I've ever won up against. So, I mean, I always get excited when I have to go up against him just because he's one of the greatest
3: in the world.
1: He still thinks that, you know, a couple of years from now, this guy's such an intense competitor and that his life's all about swimming uh, that he might get a little bit bored and say, you know what, Let, let's let's uh, let's go see what the young guy's got and let's compete again. What do you think? Uh, you know, I
3: think it's possible. Anything's possible. And any athlete, of course, is driven. The hardest thing for an athlete to do is to walk away from the game and to know when it's time to walk away. I mean, there are guys like, oh, who am I trying to think of? Uh, Barry Sanders.
1: Brett Favre, the
3: fine at his health, you know, the whole thing. Brett Farr was just the opposite. You, know, you couldn't drag him away from the football. Um, and, unfortunately, I think he's going to pay a price for that 20, 30 years down the line with knees and aches and pains, you know, you talk to these guys, and you know this yourself from your dad, you know, there's a price to be paid <laughs> when
1: you play this I know thing, it right? myself and my own body today, and I only played three yeah, years. Yes,
3: exactly, exactly. But with, uh...
1: Will our Olympic basketball team have anybody that stays in the basketball game within ten minutes of the end?
3: Yes. I think Spain is right there, and I think if they run into the Argentine Argentinian team, again, that's a possibility, too. I think they may get tested just a little bit, but they will survive and they will win the gold.
1: So what you're saying is is that if we brought the Dream Team back now, they couldn't beat these guys, but back in 94, you're saying they could, or 92.
3: The, the, the Dream Team guys back then against the team this year?
1: Yeah. Oh, they did they, crush it.
3: They <laughs> <laughs> And was that's crushing. with Larry
1: Bird laying down every two minutes on the sideline.
3: <laughs> yeah That's right. Now, I'll leave you with a quick Olympic story. You know, Anthony Davis. Make uh, it top. quick. Okay, top overall draft pick, taken by the New Orleans Hornets, glad to have him. Uh, did not play last night because apparently somebody hid his jersey. One of his teammates. <laughs> And, Carmen, you know, the rookie, like, the Carmelo Anthony, was asked about it. He said, I can't comment on what goes on in the locker room.
1: <laughs> well, that's just like those NBA guys having fun at the Olympics. But I appreciate you taking your time today to be with us. Uh, it's
3: my pleasure. God bless you, your uh, listeners out there. And, uh, you know, think of us in New Orleans and in my home, because prayer is always welcome here.
0: You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, soldouttv.com, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk, your source for faith, family, and sports.